Fun guy, what's up, baby? What it do, baby? Welcome to episode nine of the Never On Brand podcast. My name is Brady. Uh, what up? It's your boy, Skinny Penis, a.k.a. Kieran. <laughs> I'm going to tell Tyler you stole his intro line next time he's on the podcast. When we play, play he's okay we with play, it. He's, he's trademarked okay it. it. When we play PlayStation, that is, uh, that is Tyler's intro to the party every single time. Is it? There's actually a Snapchat story going on that... Uh, People are recreating famous vines. We should definitely get on that because we are the OG vines. Seriously, fans. dude. You know what's funny is uh, this is off topic, and we could probably do a whole podcast on this. This fucking TikTok app, it's way different than Vine, obviously. And I don't understand, give or take 60% of what's happening because it's all high school kids. But I have wasted so much time watching it. You heard it here first. Brady goes on an app made for high school kids. I mean, hell yeah, dude. TikToks, TikToks, TikToks are good. <laughs> TikTok is funny. That's what I'll say. But that's beyond the point. Today we're going to talk about the NFL. Uh, obviously, we've been off. I wonder how it's going to sound when we actually listen back. I'm sure it's going to just sound like shit. It sounded great in the headphones, though. So, obviously, we missed last week, so we weren't able to preview the season. But this week, we can jump into a couple main storylines, um, what our surprises are, what our expectations are, and then maybe some reaction from week one, because currently at 10 o'clock on Monday, I believe we are actually kind of in both games, right? Like the Texans and Saints are uh, There's four minutes and 24 seconds left. Oh, my oh, God. And... They came back and took the lead. Oh. oh, Deshaun Watson just got absolutely molested. Wow, it was 14 to three when I left earlier, and now it's, damn, good for you, Saints. Good for you. Sean Watson had a pretty bad interception earlier. Checks out. All right, so we've got the Saints and the Texans are playing Monday Night Football tonight. Then we've got the Broncos and the Raiders, which takes us to the most famous current former Raider, Antonio Brown, who, if you haven't heard, which is pretty much impossible if you pay attention to sports at all, um, spent the last, what, two months with the Oakland Raiders, um, basically dumbassed his way out of town. Um, and now he's a member of the New England Patriots. So, dumbass is not the word I would use. He's an absolute genius. Okay, so this is so I was going to get into this later. Let's just jump into it now. There's a conspiracy theory around that when Antonio Brown, Central Michigan, go Chips, was traded from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Oakland Raiders, that he initially and originally wanted to go to the Patriots, which is where he's at now. But obviously, the Steelers, being a smart organization, was not going to trade an all-pro future Hall of Famer to the Patriots. And the idea is that he went to Oakland knowing he was going to fuck around and get himself cut and eventually land with New England. So I think that's very far-fetched. But you think that's the case. Did I say that? I think, I think it's, it's – you alluded know. to it. You alluded to it by saying he was a genius. <clears throat> Uh, well, I think he's a genius just that he got his way out of there. I mean, if you go back and listen to our fantasy football preview podcast, he was one of my fantasy busts because I said that his bullshit was going to 
just keep going. And I was kind of right. It did continue. But um, to be seen, if he's a fantasy bust, he could be amazing. Um, So, I I mean, I don't think that was his original plan. I think there was different ways that he could have gone about it. If if that was his original plan. Yeah, uh, that's true. But I think the... The way it started with the feet in the cryogenic chamber or whatever it was, like, that seemed like legitimate, like, okay, whatever, it's a dumb mistake, it happened. And then things just kept going and going and going, and it was like a little thing here, a little thing there. It was like, and did he ever even actually suit up for them in a game, like a preseason game? Uh, no, because right. he went, he traveled to Winnipeg for and them. They didn't, play, they didn't play anybody in Winnipeg because <clears throat> I couldn't play. Yeah, they did. They but, played. Well, they didn't play anybody of note because the field was so shitty, and they didn't oh, they didn't flip yeah. it from CFL to NFL. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, in theory, like people made the comparison, and it was kind of a lazy comparison, I thought, of the Randy Moss in Oakland with Antonio Brown in Oakland. And I mean, Randy Moss like wasn't. Randy Moss just he just it. I don't think I don't bad. think he really tried. I don't think he really wanted to be there and he made it clear and that was what he did and that was, you know, kind of who Randy Moss was at times and obviously, you know, went to New England the next year and was amazing. But I still think if knowing and I I maybe I'm like in the minority here, but like I still think if you gave John Gruden a quarterback who is at least passable, which is what Derek Carr is definitively is passable. And a receiver like that I think that he could have made something happen there. Um, perhaps. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter talking about it. What could have been, honestly. Um, I'm impressed that he's. He. I, I'm impressed what he did. What how he did it. It does um, kind of seem master of master of manipulation. It seems premeditated in hindsight, right? And that that hype video that he put out on Instagram. I don't know if it was a hype video or like what he was. It was like 24 hour, 12 hours before his release. Actually, pretty bad. Are you talking about video. the one with him and Gruden? Yeah, he's like, just play some fucking football, man. You're the you're the craziest. Hey, guy hey, 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 let's let's just let's just pause for a second here, and we'll listen to that real quick. Iggy. Yep. Antonio, coach is on the line. Hey, hey coach. Hello. Yo, what's up, coach? What the hell's going on, man? There's a villain all over the news, man. Is Antonio all right? He didn't behave like this before he started getting his money. There's something wrong with AB. Antonio Brown has been an absolute embarrassment. Yeah, I feel like it's just, Trying to be a Raider since day one. God made it for me to work my ass so hard at anyone. I don't know why it's a question of me being a Raider. Like, do you guys want me to be a Raider? Please, 
stop this shit and just play football. How hard is it, man? You're a great football player. Just play football. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more than a football player, man. I'm a real person. It ain't about the football. I know how to do that. I'll show you guys down the daily. This is my life. Ain't no more games. So that's what that sounded like. Obviously, it's the funny thing was that, um, you know, Antonio Brown gave asked permission from John Gruden to post all that shit, which is incredible. I don't know if that's even true or not. I saw it this afternoon, but like, <clears throat> that's what the that's what the guy who made the video said. He like, was on Dan Lovatar. Why would said that? Because I that, that was my first thing when you said because I, I had seen it and then you texted me about it. And I was like, pretty sure that that's wiretapping in California, and it's very illegal. <laughs> the legal aspect um, right here. And that that's true. I guess that was true, because they had to get permission. I mean, if you have permission, then it's fine. Right, yeah. I just think the entire thing about, like, Gruden, obviously, I think from the start, um, was on his side. I don't think it was like Gruden was treating him poorly. He you know, I think for all accounts, Gruden's a guy who has loyalty to players going back to even his Tampa Bay days. I mean, he was loyal to guys like Chris Sims and Keyshawn Johnson and good and bad. Like he was there for you, Cadillac Williams. Like there was some guys who had some tough times and had some up and down moments and he was always had their back. And like, I think the issue, it seems. Did he draft Josh Freeman? I don't believe so. I think that Josh Freeman was the year after he left. Um, and he, and, and that was like the trend. It's crazy how long ago John Gruden was coaching. You think about that, that John, like that Josh Freeman was like a new thing and a new hot prospect when John Gruden was like, yo, see ya. But like, it seems like it was the Mike Mayock Brown relationship that really kind of fizzled to the, everything exploded. Uh, Certainly, yeah, it seems that way. I mean, they got into like a fight or an altercation or a yelling match. Um, I, mean, I don't get where Antonio Brown is angry that he's getting fined, though. Like, the fine, like, he could have been suspended, but getting fined, like, that's reasonable. But it was the result. Well, the second fine, it was the second fine that voided his guaranteed that's contract true. and basically made him a, a week to week player. But that I understand. At that point, you have to. He had to ask for his release. I mean, Why for play sure. At that point, right? I agree. Um, but like he put himself, he hundred percent put himself in that position to be to have his guarantees voided. And whether you know you think that's right in the scheme of the collective bargaining agreement, it is what it is. He knew that that was you know that he knew the score when he started. So, <clears throat> um, whether you think that's right is you know another thing for debate but uh once he had his guarantees voided obviously then you're in a completely new level of of get me out of here i just wonder like obviously antonio brown now he's in new england like football wise he's in a much better place tom brady is going to be a better situation because tom brady is tom brady playing with bill belichick same situation but like i just wonder now if you're the raiders like it's been two years now you've traded away the best player you've had in what a decade in Khalil Mack last year. And then you traded for another very good player. And then he never even, they gave him a, they gave up a third and a fifth round pick for him to never. Right. Play and them. like now he's gone again and like, it's the Raiders. So obviously they aren't going to fire anybody. And Gruden's got a, what, well, they're just, they're just trying to get to Vegas. I know, but like the but the thing about Vegas is that I think 
and I think the the professional sports thing in Vegas, like the Knights when they went there, um, you know, I think that was the first professional sports team, and it kind of caught everybody because it was that. So everybody was kind of like on the boat, hockey fan or not, and that was a team of guys who weren't big names at all. And so, you know, the fact that it was the first is why people gravitated toward the team, and obviously it helped that they. Well, it also were, helped that they almost won the state. They were incredible, Cup. right? But the Raiders, everyone, and, and maybe people in Las Vegas aren't super hockey fans as a general thing, but people in Vegas are probably NFL fans. So, like, you have to come in there. I understood that you wanted to bring Antonio Brown because he was the big name star, but like, d- how much does this hurt their, you know, eventual arrival there, considering they have nothing of like billboard note? going into that situation next year, I believe it is. Hopefully next year for them. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't – it's eight hour. It's an eight-hour drive from Oakland to uh, Vegas. I looked it up. I, I didn't know. I didn't really have any concept That's of how closer close than it I was. thought it was. Um, oh, L.A. is like less than right. like half that. Um, so if you're a Oakland a Raiders fan that lives in L.A., uh, it's pretty easy to get there. Um, I don't know. I, I I really don't know the dynamics of of Vegas and you know commuters versus uh, hometown people. I think that I think that the hockey fandom and the football fandom will be very different. Right. So I don't think they'll have any problem paying their bills. They're going to have a nice new stadium. I bet they'll make a you know a big free agent signing. If they if they're as bad as people expect them to be, they may have a top five draft. Right, pick. yeah, and that maybe maybe Tua uh, Tyo Viola is the one that like brings them. To, in. Maybe a quarterback or maybe somebody else that's sexy. Yeah, I mean I if they, know. I mean if the Oakland Raiders came to Vegas with Tua as their quarterback, no offense, Derek Carr, but that would be a no brainer. Like, I mean, to, Derek Carr is not that good. You say he's like, oh, he's a pretty he's, okay, he's, he's pretty passable. quarterback. He's bad. He's bad. Okay. Right. He's bad. What? What? He's what, bad. What? What, He's bad. Uh, Thirty starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Where does he like f- slot in for you? Not below twenty. So you below number I think twenty. That, yeah, I think. So he's in the bottom. He's definitely in the bottom third. I mean, he's better than half the quarterbacks in the NFC East. He's better than um, Jameis Winston. He's better than. Um, I'm trying to think anybody in the NFC West who sucks. He maybe he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows? Um, you know, I mean, there are guys who are. He's he's had good moments, but you're right. He's not he's not good, but he has he's not the worst. If you put him in the top half of the no no, no. quarterbacks, no, no, smoke, no, no you're smoking. No no half. no. But I think if you were to like try and find a quarterback just to fill the void, he would not be the worst option, which is pretty passable in my mind. But that's beyond the point. So final question on Antonio Brown is: He goes to New England. He's got this what two year I think first year guaranteed fifteen million, second. It's basically a one second year, deal. year. He can make twenty million, but he's got to obviously behave himself there and not fuck it up. But like, do you think he makes it through sixteen or fifteen more weeks this year? Uh, yes. Do you think he is one of the f- three best receivers in the NFL statistically? No. Five best. I I just traded. I just traded. I just traded for him in fantasy. Like as he was being released, I traded for him because the guy who had him in my keeper league wanted out. He wanted out so bad, and I was like, "I'll offer you anything but these top four players on my team." And he took it, and 
I jumped on it before he signed with the Patriots. Who'd you trade? Uh, do I? Would you say top five? Um, that would yes. be to say, like, obviously, I think we'd, we'd say Julio Julio Jones would be better. <laughs> Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Odell, Odell Beckham, Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins. So he's fifth behind those guys, and then probably him. I don't know. Yeah, who else am See, I forgetting? Devonte Adams could like, be. Is Juju have a better season than he does? Um, Juju could be. Adam Thielen. Um, maybe. I mean, there's there's guys um, there's guys out there. Robert Woods, maybe. Yeah, a lot of mouths to feed out there. Um, Tyreek Hill got hurt, so probably not him. Um. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, AJ Green won't have a better. Yeah, there's. Amari Cooper didn't have a good week last week. Yeah, uh, I would say top five. I don't think that's unreasonable. All right, so Antonio Brown, I I, I think he'll probably be in that five to eight range. I, I think he'll have a good season. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be a bad football fit for them, but there are, as you look at the Patriots now, even with Gronkowski gone, obviously, and Rob Gronkowski was not the same guy last year even, but there are still a lot of mouths to feed there. So I almost wonder if – because, I mean, if you think about the, the Steelers when he was there, it was like Antonio Brown, Juju – James Conner. That was basically all that mattered. Now you've got like Antonio Brown, James White, Sonny Michelle, uh, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman. There's just a lot of guys. And I just want. I mean, it's, it's uh, Matthew Barry was like, oh, the last time, uh, the last time he Antonio Brown played in an NFL game, he had like ten catch. He had like ten catches for, you know, two hundred and ten yards and like two touchdowns or something like that. So you know, he, he's he, he'll fit. I mean, two years ago, my friend Dave kept him for a first-round pick in fantasy. So. He's incredible. He's obviously – I mean, he's had a great career. He's going to continue to be good. I just wonder how how great he'll be and if he'll allow himself to be that great. But speaking of great, another great player, and this is probably the most shocking – I mean, this is the most weird – this is the weirdest story of the offseason has been Antonio Brown and his journey from Pittsburgh to Oakland to New England. But probably the most surprising and shocking story was probably – two weeks ago or three weeks ago when Andrew Luck retired abruptly. Um, I mean, it's one of those moments that for me personally, I'll always remember where I was at when I found out just because it was such a crazy thing that sounded fake. Um, um, I remember it, I remember it because it was one of the few times when I saw sports news where I, st- it stopped me in my, I will remember where I was too, but it stopped me in my track. So I had to read it. Um, where were you at? I had to read. Uh, I was at the Minnesota State Fair walking <laughs> around, and I saw it come on my Apple Watch, and I was like, I was with my friend Dave, and I was like, holy shit. And I had to read it a couple times. Right. Uh, uh, it looks like you escaped with a win against me in fantasy by two points. What a fuck. Yeah. Sorry. That's. Um, That's great. Week one in the books. Anyways, so I was at a bar at watching the Miami-Florida game, and it just popped on the bottom line. And I had on the phone, and I came back in, and Cody, my friend, was like, yo, Andrew Luck retired. And I was like, fuck you. That's stupid. Why would you tell me that? And he goes, no, for real. And then they really started diving into it. And this just, like, blows my mind. And it's not even that crazy because if you think about it, there have been so many players in the last five years who've retired early 
because of injuries or this or or just wanting to you know maintain their mental health but like it's still shocking i mean even today i'm still like i understand it but i'm like damn that actually happened Mm -hmm. um i mean i made the point that Andrew Luck doesn't need to play football. He has a degree from Stanford, and he's also made like probably a hundred million dollars in endorsements and, uh, you know, NFL contract money. So he certainly doesn't need to play football any really any longer. No, no, you're right. To live a comfortable life, and his dad is the commissioner of the XFL, and has been around football for a million years. And he was wasn't he the AD of USC or something like yes. that? All no, West luck. West Virginia. So, I think I, he wasn't. He wasn't athletic director somewhere. I remember. Ooh, maybe you didn't win. What? <laughs> what? Uh, Texas just took the lead with forty seconds so you're left. Gonna, you're gonna wow. kick. If they kick it. They're gonna get. You'll get one point. Uh, I need two oh, points if they fuck. Can get that. If they thirty-seven march, seconds they for New Orleans to score. Shit. Shit. And if they can march down the field and get Shit. a field goal. You. Uh, All right, well, keep win. me updated. I'm not watching it. All right, so I've got a list here of guys <laughs> that Andrew Luck joined as people retiring early, um, and some of these are mm-hmm. some of these feel the same way. Some of them don't. So first one is Tiki Barber, who spent 10 years, retired in 2006. They just won the Super Bowl. Didn't he retire? Yeah, didn't he retire? Yeah, they won the Super Bowl. He never he he you know he was a late bloomer. He made the Pro Bowl a couple times late in his career, but like, yeah, I mean that was oh no, he didn't win the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl the year later. That sucks. Oh really? Yeah, that sucks. Right so, now. I mean, that one was like surprising, and like today, I'm like not surprised at it by at all. Like a running back retiring for ten years. <gasps> oh no! Oh no! What? He missed the extra point. It's tied. No! Mm. Oh my wait, god! Wait. Oh my! Oh, what's the kicker for that that team called? Uh, Fair Baron. Fair Baron. Fair Baron. Amy Fair Baron. Ooh, sucks to suck because in my fantasy football league, you lose five points if someone misses a point. Oh, they just rough the kicker. They just rough the kicker. Oh, my God. You fucking moron. All right. Second one, uh, Jim Brown retired at 29 years old. Obviously, that's way before our time. I I don't remember Um, what the situation was there. Terrell Davis retired very quickly, but he also had a very, very short span in the NFL of being good. Uh, he was 29. Right. Rob Gronkowski retired months shy of his 30th birthday, which is obviously, you know, super recent. But I think, and if you think about it, Gronk and Andrew Luck both took a incredible beating in the NFL. Different way, obviously different ways. Gronk being a physical player like he was inflicted a lot of that. But Andrew Luck, too, was probably like one of the more physical quarterbacks of our time. We also had a dog shit offensive line in front of him mm-hmm. for how many years? And then these last two, obviously um, – Oh, well, here's one more. Patrick Willis retired right before thir- right at 30. Again, that one surprised me because mm-hmm. he was, you know, the bomb. Well, he actually said, I don't want my brain to turn into scrambled smart, eggs. Smart for him. Um, so then the last two obviously hit close to home. So Barry Sanders uh, retires at the age of 30, right at 10 years. Um Kind of gave up on the, gave up on that because he was, you know, he was slowing down. I think at that the, point. The Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. So sure Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson is the other one. Yes, they they are both so sick of losing and so sick of the team and the organization being run like garbage. I don't. Re- I'd like to blame them, but like, you can't. I, I mean, at being a Lions fan, you can't no. really blame them. They were so fucking bad for so many years, and they were so good. So. And they were so good on. Bad I know teams. they never got anything. I mean, Calvin Johnson got to play in a 
in the two wild card a wild games. card game where we got dropped, and that was about the closest he ever came to a Super Bowl, right? So, and the thing is, is like the difference between the Lions and the Colts here. The Colts gave Andrew Luck all of his guarantees to let him off. The Lions still haven't paid back Calvin Johnson for his guarantees. They made him pay back the money, which is why Calvin Johnson has, in turn, not communicated with that team since he retired in 2000 and whatever. So, you know, two different organizations that are run two different ways, and one has won a Super Bowl and the other one has not. So the thing about Andrew Luck, though, I think, in, in, and it's a quarterback, so that's what kind of makes it startling is that, you know, a receiver retires, a running back, or a linebacker, you know, I, I can see that. But do you think that quarterbacks like him, not ones that are potentially, like, great, but, like, even, you know, Deshaun Watson caliber guys who are super good, you know, are they going to start to retire before they get to 10 years and not try and be that Tom Brady play till they're 45 years old type thing in the future? I, I don't know. I, I guess you have to look, what are they going to, you know, how do they feel about, there'll always be some people who maybe retire early, but there, you know, there will be guys, there's only how many guys that played forever, you know, still around Drew Brees, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning really played. I guess Eli is still playing. He's a Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers. There's a lot of old quarterbacks right now. <clears throat> We're in an era of guys who've been yeah. around for like, but Tom Brady is like, Old, old. He's an like outlier. Tom Brady is old. Tom Brady is old compared to those old guys. He was drafted in two thousand. He's an outlier for sure. Um, I agree. So will they will they start retiring sooner? Uh, maybe I guess. I don't know. I, I, like, there's always this hypothetical conversation where they say, if Matthew Stafford plays ten more years, he'll basically own every passing record. But like. Why would Matthew Stafford play twenty years in the NFL today for that dog shit franchise? Who would get? Who would give Matthew Stafford a job for another ten years? Well, that guy is so. But average. like, no. But you say that. But like, I was looking up today because we talked about James Winston at work. Do you know that Vinny Testaverde started like three hundred games in his career, and that dude was forty games under five hundred. He threw thirty five interceptions in a season once, and that guy started for twenty plus years. Like, it happens. Guys just keep getting chances. So, like, it's not unrealistic, but, like, in general. Well, I think the dynamic of team building and, t- you know, team building has changed now. You got to – if you're – if it's not working, you're going to – I mean, eventually the Lions are going to move on from Matt Stafford. It might not be during my lifetime, but it's – I hope it – Eventually I, they're going to be like – eventually, eventually they're going to be like, hey, this guy is an average quarterback. Maybe we should draft listen, somebody else. I sure hope somebody it happens. No I sure shit. hope it happens during your lifetime because the dude's like a year older than we are. Well, we'll see. But, but I don't have. I much mean, faith same in that. token though. Like Joe Flacco definitively sucks, and he's about to start for another team tonight as like their definitive, no doubt starter. Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. This is is Joe Flacco. Elite? This podcast uh, is no. not from 2012. All right. I mean, I think that he's certainly a, a gap filler. Who did they draft? Oh, draw, Duloc. That's yeah, and they, the guy they said that was like – I don't I don't think he's going to like – I don't think he's the future of their franchise. Certainly not, no. But it is, uh, it is a revolving door of quarterbacks in the NFL. So, yeah, good luck to Andrew Luck, obviously. Um, you know, I think he'll be fine. I don't think he has to be – like I think when – guys retire you automatically just assume like oh he's going to be on tv or he's going to do this but like calvin johnson patrick willis those guys have no gronkowski 
those guys have no interest in like doing the TV ESPN like you know circle jerks. So like I don't think Andrew Luck, who has like this super architecture master's degree from Stanford, needs to do it either. You know. Um, you just lost. What? Will Lutz hit a fifty-eight yarder with two seconds. Fifty-eight left. yards. Wow. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Fifty-eight yards. All right. Well, I deserved it. Sony Michelle got me one point. I should have played Josh Gordon. 117 to one fourteen. Okay. I don't want to hear about complaining who got you less points. Cam Newton. As we're going to talk about surprises, Cam Newton, fucking garbage. He's terrible. He's terrible. Uh, Joe Joe Mixon got hurt for me. He had three points. The Cleveland. Oh, my biggest. Okay, All right. Sorry. So let's let's, let's transition. Go into the surprises so. of from week one. Surprises where you think their team, these surprising okay. teams are going to go. And Give I'm me your start. first surprise. Cleveland Browns lost forty three to thirteen to Tennessee at home at at Cleveland. What a pile of dog shit this team is. And then. Baker Mayfield comes out at the end of the game and is like, oh, I want people to think that we're an underdog. Like, dude, people have been talking you up for six straight months, and then you go out there and lose to Marcus Mariota. You want to talk about quarterbacks in the bottom third of the league. Marcus Mariota is trash. He's bad. And he goes out there, and they give up 43 points to the Tennessee Titans. What a pile of shit. I don't want to hear another thing about Cleveland until they are four games over 500. Do not mention them on ESPN. Do not mention they so, exist. Stop breathing into your mind. Sorry. Here's the thing about Cleveland that I like is that Baker Mayfield came out and he kept the like same confident, like at least he, at least he didn't break from the act that they have. Right. Like he kept it going. He's confident. He was a leader or whatever. There was an audio clip today I heard of Jarvis Landry, who also has never played a meaningful game in his life outside of, like, that one year Miami was good, who, like, they asked if, like, do you think the team was hurt by all the starters sitting in the preseason? And they were like, do you think this hurt? And he was just like, get out of my fucking locker. And he just was like a little baby about it. Like, I think that team, everything about the talent on their team makes sense. I get it all. Baker Mayfield was great last year. I get everything about the players. But, like, their coach was an offensive coordinator for like half a season. And then he was an interim coach for the other third of it. So like, why should we believe that Freddie kitchens, like this career assistant who got promoted because his team won six out of seven games at the end of a meaningless season. Like, why do I believe he's the one of all the coaches who've tried to leave the Cleveland Browns to the promised land, Freddie kitchens, the career assistant, is the one who's like, I got this. I'm the one that's the quarterback whisperer. I can lead all these superstars who have proven to be difficult at times in past spots. Like, like that's stupid. Like, why would anyone – like, I never bought that from the moment that the hype started. Don't don't talk to me about the Cleveland Browns until they are well over 500 because I don't give a shit about them. I, they have been hyped up on their potential for – Going back to last season, and I just I'm all right, so all right, all right. Over it. Just so here's our, so here's right, a, wait, wait, here's our schedule. I'm gonna just give you the next five games. You tell me what the record is. At the at the okay. Jets, Win. versus the Rams, Loss. at the Ravens, loss. At the 49ers, Win. versus the Seahawks, loss. So what's that? What is that? Three and three and three. No, that would be that would be. Two and yeah, I said I no. Can... That would be two wins. Oh yeah, two and four. Two and four. Okay, two and two and four. Two and four. I think they can okay. beat the Seahawks on the at home. They can't beat them on the road. Okay, so they're going to be two and four or three. Right. And three. So they will be 
definitively average. Don't talk to me until. Don't talk to me until after they're just. All right. So what's mine? Do I want to steal yours? I know how how passionately do you want to talk about Cam Newton? Because I will skip that one if you want to. No, you can skip. I, you can. Uh, I I don't care. You can do whatever one you want. I have several. So, so. the pan- that, <laughs> there's a lot of shit teams in week the one. The Panthers are near the top of my list. I think. Uh, I think they're they've got some issues. I think Cam Newton has had one of those careers where we've talked about it earlier today. I don't think that outside of two years, he was amazing. He's been as great as his reputation says. Um, I think mine is going to be the bucks though, because like going into the season and I've obviously I've, you were disappointed in the bucks. I was no. about, I was about whelmed with 31 the to 17. Like Jameis Winston threw three picks, two pick sixes. Should have had three pick sixes. Um, I did. I did hear that two of the interceptions. Yeah, really weren't yeah. Points. One went through OJ Howard's hands. Who talk about debatable whether the guy is good or not? Talk about somebody who's hyped up on potential. OJ. Yeah, Howard. and then the other one, Peyton Barber ran um, two extra one. yards. Like you're telling me that Jameis Winston was so accurate. Jameis Winston, the king of the interception, so accurate that two yards extra from Peyton Barber caused him to throw a pick six. Like fuck that. Get out of here. I get that. I and here's the thing though. Like Bruce Arians had you know, made his name because uh, ironically, Andrew Luck, his rookie year, Bruce Arians took that team over and got him to the playoffs. He goes to um, Arizona, resurrects his team and, you know, resurrects Carson Palmer. But the thing was, is Bruce Arians, when he had Carson Palmer was great. After anybody except for Carson Palmer, there was that team sucked. Like the Cardinals were never good unless it was Carson Palmer. And even Carson Palmer, like still was basically like a, a rich man's Jameis Winston, like, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, a lot of picks. But, like, I've heard people say that it took Carson Palmer a few weeks and a few, you know, half a season to really grasp that offense. But, like, the Bucks just gave their GM a five-year extension. They signed Bruce Arians for five years. Obviously, those are connected. But, like, this team has been stuck in attempting to be good for, what, like six years now. And they've the best they've done is, like, seven and nine. It's incredible. They've tr- they've they've uh, spent and spent and spent yeah. and spent and spent like the Josh McCown experiment, the Mike Glennon era. Like obviously, I know a lot about the Tampa Bay Bucks because I was there. But like Jesus Christ, dude, to start the season like this against a Niners team that definitely isn't good, it like definitively don't look they don't seem like they're good either. So like to lose by two touchdowns is embarrassing. Not as embarrassing as the Browns, but I guess I'm not disappointed in the Bucks because I expected absolutely nothing from the Bucks this season. I did. So I mean, I guess that's where they we got differ. a good coach. Did I? Well, so did you? So how many games did you expect them to I win? I thought they'd be like seven, eight wins. Like I don't think I don't. After that game, I don't think they'll win. Seven okay, games. I guess that's. I guess I expected seven, eight wins as well, but I don't think that losing to the Forty ers might be good. Maybe know. they. I mean, they lost eight road games last year, so this is their first road win. They didn't have their quarterback, but they had. But the guys they had were actually not that bad, and we don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo is any better than Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard. Wow, I can't believe I knew those guys off the top of my head. Props to me. All right, so you got. Um, so you want to talk disappointment? So Cam Newton. Let me hear it. Um. No, I'm going to go somewhere okay. else, and I'm going to say the Chicago Bears. Yes. What a dumpster yes, fire that, was, that was. And there was someone on this podcast who was really talking up Mitch Trubisky. I don't remember it was who me. it was. It was me. 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 He was terrible. I know. I'm just he was terrible. Um, he was terrible. The whole offense was awful. And I guess the, if you're looking at the bright side, the defense only allowed Aaron Rodgers to score 10 points, which is pretty good. Um, but, wow, what a fucking – that was a 
terrible first game, Thursday night game. Absolutely I will garbage. say that from that game, um, though, that um, Allen Robinson, I think he had like eight, seven, eight catches for like 100, 110 yards. God, Mitch Trubisky threw it 45 times. They ran the ball. Holy They ran Christ. the ball like 10 times total. It was it was stupid. The game, like, that, like. Don't they have like three pretty good running backs? I too? mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that Mike Davis guy is pretty good, too, but he's their third string running back. But, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense what they did. And, I mean, props to Green Bay. Green Bay has been you know, bad. Like, uh, it's odd to say, but Green Bay's been bad two years in a row, like below 500. But, I mean, they showed up and they they won on the road. So, I mean, you got to give them props there. But um, I also think, and I'm not even going to, like, I don't want to, like, waste the last 20 minutes of this, but, like, the Lions are obviously another one that I'm disappointed in because they blew a 24-6 to lead. But I, I, neither of us are surprised that, that happened. So, like, why... You saying you said lions? Yeah, like, but like, uh, I could. Uh, Matt Patricia, if Matt Patricia doesn't win, is it not at least five hundred this year? He should be. Fi- I think he should be fired. Anyways, I don't think he's here. A good let's coach. play. I don't think he's a good coach. Let's play period. this game. You have no reason to believe so. He, let's play this game again. All right, I'm going to give you the next five Lions games. Okay, this will be. I know it's a hard it's schedule. Very it's very difficult. Easy. It's not right, so good. They, it's not so good. they are zero and one. I know that I was aiming for two and two going into the fifth week, right. and now it's they're zero zero and so one. So versus the Chargers, Loss. at the Philadelphia Eagles, versus Loss. the Kansas City Chiefs, at Loss. the Green Bay Packers, Loss. <laughs> versus the oh four versus the one. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I would have said, if you asked me before yesterday, I probably, I might've said win, but they look damn impressive against another one of my disappointing teams. This is the Falcons. So, so that's another loss, right? So that's oh five and five and one. And they finally, they probably oh. finally get their first win just before Halloween against the giants. So then they've got a stretch there. Giants and Raiders. So they could win two in a row. Just saying. Raiders are up seven, nothing on the Broncos right now. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that's bad. At what point? I mean, oh, say, he would not. He wouldn't finish, survive to Halloween. That they, he, Patricia would be gone by Halloween. No, no way. Oh, six no. and one. Mar- Martha Firestone Ford is 175 years old. I don't think she knows what the shape of a she's fired. Is. I don't think, dude. They, she was alive when before they started passing. In dude, but game. she's the one that told them that went like room to room when they fired all of the Matt Mellon people. And got rid of Rod Marinelli. They went room to room and yeah, four and a half years too but late. But she finally got control because her husband died. That's the problem. William Clay Ford died. She came in there, did that. Then she went and fired her favorite coach of all time, Jim Caldwell, last year. So like, obviously, she has two years two ago. years ago. She has some balls on her. I think. I don't think that she. I don't think. I don't think that zero and six or zero six one six and one is going. His to... record would be four and twenty or something like that. Yeah, he's a dog shit coach. I agree, but I don't think they're gonna fire him. I I I have seen too many bad Lions teams take the field with too many bad coaches that should have been fired for me to think that they're gonna fire him when they should fire right. him. Let's say something positive. What is your most? What is your big positive from this week? I have one that's like a small one that I can lead us in with. So go for it. Kansas. Oh, I know. So Kansas. I know mine, so Kansas City destroyed the the Jaguars 40 to 24, right? 26. Yes. But in this game, and it sucks. Cause like, I like Nick Foles. I'm about that Nick Foles story, right? Nick Foles gets hurt, breaks his collarbone. He's out for like at least eight weeks. I think they put him on the IR. That does. So suck, he's out, yeah. but this rookie, they drafted in the sixth round named Gardner. Gardner Minshew. Minshew so, from Washington. So Gardner State. Minshew from Washington state air raid guy, 
Mike Leach, but he came from Eastern Carolina. Well, no, East, Cal- East Carolina. He was. But before that, he was in Alabama. No, he was going to go to Alabama and be. Oh, he was going to go to Alabama and be the backup. But they yeah. were like, but they were That's like, right. we probably don't have room for you, so you could be the grad assistant. And he was like, well, maybe I'll just get started on coaching now. And he decides to go to Washington State. Obviously, balls out. Comes here, completes his first twelve passes on Sunday. Goes twenty-two of twenty-five, two seventy-five, two touchdowns a pick. And like they obviously they still sucked and they got destroyed. But it's the Chiefs. But like, I would love it if this dude just out of nowhere was good because he probably three years ago no one would have ever thought that Gardner Minshew would be playing in the NFL, let alone starting and like playing well against potentially the best team in the league. You know, like that's just cool to me. That's just like a cool storyline. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I want to pick him up in fantasy. That's how good he was. So that's my like, like cutesy little one. I don't know what you've got. I mean, obviously Lamar Jackson was also incredible. Um, That was, I was going to say the Ravens, but I have to temper that a little bit because the dolphins might be, uh, they they may have, they very I would bet uh, they're the odds on favor to get the first overall pick Easily. this year. Easily. So fifty nine to ten they, in Miami though. I mean in Miami nobody goes to the games in Miami. No. Um. So you know Lamar Jackson played played well though. Good for him. I I did not have any faith that he was going to be good when he was drafted. So good for him. I eat my words there. Um. Again, but against Dolphins, we'll see. Ask me in four weeks whether the Ravens are still a positive surprise, but I will give you, I'm very, I'm, I'm very pleased with the Vikings. Okay. I'm very, uh, I was, I was pretty high on the Vikings. Like I said, on our fantasy podcast, I think there's four or five players that you could justify owning in fantasy there. Um, and I think the Fal- I, I thought the Falcons were going to be good too. Uh, Calvin Ridley was a guy I thought it was going to be good. Julio finally got his extension and the Vikings beat them handily in their defense really. Uh, was was kind of the the factor there? Kirk Cousins so, only had to throw uh, it ten I'll, times. I'll, I'll say uh, that's probably a recipe for success. Um, so good, uh, good for the Vikings. Um, that'd be a positive surprise. I think the yeah the Ravens. I think the Ravens play the Cardinals this week, so they should be able to pretty much romp them again. I think the only other one I saw that like stick out to me a lot was that, um, and this is kind of like a little Lions bias here, is because uh, like Kellen Moore. Okay, so Kellen. So let's. So Kel- well, uh, Kellen okay, Moore yeah. was like a long time backup for the Lions, like third stringer. Never, I don't, I don't believe he ever even dressed for them. But he was obviously like one of the winningest quarterbacks in college football history at Boise State. And like everyone, when Matthew Stafford would get hurt or something, they'd be like, "Oh, play Kellen Moore, play Kellen Moore." And like the dude had a fucking noodle for an arm, so like he couldn't play. But now he's the offensive so now he's, coordinator. Yeah, somewhere. he's the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, who went out today or on Sunday and just like thrashed the giants and like Dak Prescott threw for 400 well, yards, but like Dak threw for 400 yards, Amari Cooper six for one Oh six and a touchdown. Zeke didn't even have a good game. And like Michael mm-hmm. Gallup, a young guy for them, seven for one fifty eight receiving like the Cowboys. I mean, like I hate, like I love hating the Cowboys. It's very fun, but like they've got a chance. I mean, especially in the NFC where it's basically like the Rams, the Saints, and whatever well, else. We certainly have a chance in the division because the Giants are very bad and the Redskins are probably oh, yeah, pretty bad. it's a two-horse race. And the Eagles are pretty good. Yeah, it's a two-horse race. But, like, it's just an interesting storyline. Uh, I mean, I've liked Dak Prescott since he was in college. Actually, sidebar here, the best bet we ever made. So, Kieran and I make bets for Taco Bell grilled stuffed burritos as currency a lot. It's just a thing that's lasted. I still would say I'll bet you a burrito, but like they don't, it turns into like actual things now. So it's currency for high school kids. So we made a bet a few years ago. I said, 
he's I said, I bet you Dak Prescott starts a game for the Cowboys at quarterback. And he said, never. Dak will never start a game at quarterback for the Cowboys. And Tony Romo threw Tony Romo his back. slid throughout his back. Who is that? Was Kellen Moore the backup? I think it was. Kellen Moore got hurt. Mm. Then Dak. Oh, no, I think Dak was the immediate Mm-mm. backup. It was, he was third stringer. He was third stringer for sure. He's a six-round pick. There's no way the Cowboys had him as uh, their backup. But either way, if not, um, yeah, Dak started that first game. He's had a very successful It was career. a great – it's one of my favorite bets. So here's the next five for the Ravens versus Arizona Win. at Kansas Loss. City. That's going to be a fun game, though. Uh, versus Cleveland. Win. At Pittsburgh. Mm. I mean, I could. That's a rivalry game. That's always a toss-up, and the Steelers looked like shit yesterday. So, I'm gonna say win. You take. You say, say win. win. So okay. And then versus Cincinnati, five, win. It's five and zero. Oh. I mean, so it's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five and no, five and one because you lost. Right. Kansas but here's City. the thing about well, the thing about Lamar Jackson is that, like. He ran the he's the reason he is special is because of his like running ability and he ran the ball three times for six yards because that game against Miami was over with by the end of the first quarter so like we didn't even and I I don't think he's twenty two of twenty five for four hundred and five whatever he did he's not going to do that every week but mm-hmm. like the thing that makes him unique and special was not even on display in this game mm-hmm. I did you see the quote he had at the end of the game where they were like. Pretty good for I a running back, that, yeah. I love that because he did play like in 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 defense of people who said that, which is still kind of stupid because the guy was an animal in college. Like he was one of the best quarterbacks of the last five ten years, but he was horrific in that playoff game last year against the Chargers. He was really bad. They schemed the hell out of him, and he had no chance. But still, like it's good to see that he got better and came back and was like, "Yo, fuck you guys, <laughs> look at me now." <laughs> yeah, good for him, I guess. But. Um, so obviously week one, we don't want that to, uh, you know, impact our view of things too much, but I guess, you know, is there one thing that before the season and even after week one, you feel like has been reaffirmed or has there been something in week one that like, like maybe you thought the Browns would be good and that week one performance literally soured you on the Browns completely. Like, is there anything that just good or bad still sticks with you and like something that you feel strongly about still? Um, I yeah, the Browns one. It really they what a what an egg, what an egg to lay. And then they'll probably come back and beat the beat the Jets next week, and people will be like, "Oh, that's playoffs again. Let's go. We're going to the Super Bowl." <laughs> shut up, shut up, you idiot, Cleveland fans. Um, so that that's probably I'm probably pretty real. Oh, they play on Monday Night Football next. The week. Browns. Yeah, Browns Jets. Ooh, gross, but okay, I'll deal. With, I can deal with um, that. And then Sunday night football the next night or the next week, they're gonna get either a chance to re- against the chance Rams. to redeem themselves in front of the national audience or a chance to blow it even more. Yeah, they'll probably they'll probably beat the Jets, but even then, I unless it's a you know, I'm not good. I have not don't talk don't talk to me about the Browns until they're over 500 because they haven't been over 500 in, in years. Since I was in high school, probably, and I'm almost thirty. That's true. It's, it's like, been a long like, time. Shut up! Don't don't talk to me about playoffs of over five hundred until they're until they've actually. So there. so my thing, which I, I mean, in fantasy, I definitely helped this, but like I thought after Andrew Luck retired, considering what we saw from Jacoby Brissett years ago when he started two years ago, I think it was, I thought the Colts were just dead to rights. Like it's over with. They're gonna have to rebuild. 
they're going to be trying to get Tua. If not Tua, they're going to be trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Like, it's done. And, like, they gave the Chargers a team I think is pretty good. Obviously, a team missing a couple of really key players, Derwin James and others. But Melvin Gordon. But, like, they gave them a run. They should have won that game potentially. Mm-hmm. And Jacoby Brissett was really efficient. He wasn't, like, anything special. He wasn't Dak Prescott by any means. But I saw, I heard on another podcast, Bill Simmons, he was like, is is, is Jacoby Brissett – 75% of Dak Prescott after week one, we don't, I don't think I agree with him there, but like he was still pretty good. He's not bad. And like Marlon Mack was good. They've still got T Y Hilton. They still have good, you know, players all over the field. Like the, 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 that division is not good. The AFC South is not a good division. The tight, the Titans mm-hmm. are nothing special. The Texans potentially could be good. Could be bad. The Jags are playing Gardner Minshew. Like mm-hmm. I think the Colts could still make the playoffs with Jacoby Brissett. It seems like they're not far off. Mm, I don't know about that, but they could, they're they not going to be 0-16. I mean, do you think they'll be above 500? Considering the teams they get to play twice in that division. Nobody's, in, nobody's like a, a, a man at all. I mean, they're all just... I, I am not going to say that they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll be in the running until the end of the season. I don't know if they'll make it, but they'll be in the hunt. No, I think they'll be eight and eight. I mean, maybe that division all it takes. Is... But that's not that's not bad. But I mean, that's considering not bad, what but... could have happened, right? Where they could be. I think the Texans are going to be good. They almost just beat the Saints. They lost on a last second field goal. The the Texans are going to be. Really I've good. wanted the Texans to be good for so long because they have so many good players. I mean, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins and. You know, a lot of those younger receivers, QT's good. Will Fuller is good, like, defensively. Will Fuller has never played a full season in his life. He's I don't even know that he even plays football. He's, he's an awesome He's, he's an awesome myth. deep threat, though. I mean, J.J. Watt, who when he plays a full season. Um, but, like, I, I don't know, dude. You, you go on that road so many times with the same team, the same core, the same coach, and it's like, why should I believe that you're – eight or nine of Bill O'Brien is the year they're going to finally figure it out. Just like with the, with the Bengals all those years. Like, why am I to believe that year 14 with Marvin Lewis is the one where it's finally going to happen? Like, if it hasn't happened yet, it's not gonna. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Bill O'Brien's very good as a coach either. I don't really think there's a lot of good coaches in the NFL. I'm noticing this as we're going through all these coaches. A lot of the coaches in the NFL suck. There's probably one or two good coaches per division. Like, I think yeah. there's one good coach definitively in the NFC North, and that would be Mike Zimmer. I think Matt Matt mm-hmm. Nagy, maybe he's good. I mean, in the AFC maybe. East, you've got Belichick, and that's about it. AFC South, I don't know that there's somebody that sticks out to me. Uh, NFC West, it's basically like – well, NFC West, I think you've got the best coaching um, with mm-hmm. at least the top two with, with Pete Carroll and uh, Sean McVay. But you're right. There are a lot of divisions where it's just like one guy and then a bunch of dudes. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Doug Peterson's good. Um, Jay Gruden might be. He's good. just a guy. Jay Gruden is a. Jay he's, Gruden well, is a he just doesn't have. Coach. He doesn't have any good players. He doesn't have any good players. He's playing Vernon Davis. Did you see Vernon Davis's run? Oh yeah, by the he, way, he like left he, over like, the guy. Hurdled that guy. He's a hunt. Vernon Davis is a hundred. And also old, that same day that his like grandpa who raised him died, and he goes out and does yeah. it. That's pretty sick. I mean, go Terps. Go Terps. But all right. That's all we got for this week. That's week one in a nutshell. That's uh, Andrew Luck. That's Antonio Brown. That's that's dun 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 dun. dun, 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 dun. All right. Uh, this has been uh, Never on Brand. I'm Brady. I'm we'll talking next week. Thanks, guys.